Welcome back to the Swell Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, but you can call me Swell. Here on the Swell Shenanigans podcast, we are still figuring out what the heck this podcast is, but I do know that I really just want to talk about all things pop culture, social media, and anything else related to shenanigans that I want to get too worked up about and talk with guests about. So today, my guest is Mike One from the Mike, Mike, and Oscar podcast that I seemingly have become a reoccurring fixture on. So (laughs) eventually, I will bully both mics on. But today, we have Mike One. (laughs) Thank you for having me. And bullying is really what your niche has become on our pod anyway. So that'll just be like a good crossover. It'll work that way. Yeah, I'm like the annoying little sister that's just like bullying you guys for your movie we call, yeah, the far more successful, far more intelligent little sister of MMO and far more successful too. I so that's uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Mike came on today because I was like, listen, we need to talk about how celebrities are not bathing and how they're all suing Hollywood for more money. And we can we have a, an, a we have a uh, a change actually because Emma Stone was going to sue Disney as well, but she decided, no, I'm just going to take all the money for the second <laughs> Cruella movie. <laughs> I still don't understand that the ScarJo suit is like bewildering to me. And, and you know this, I like, I wrote like a four page document that we have that we just don't know how to use for a show yet because what Disney's doing is so dumb, I think. And I mean, like, it makes no sense to me. I don't know why you would go and attack. Even if you are that vehemently against ScarJo, why put that on the record? Why say like, well, this is someone who clearly doesn't give a shit about COVID. It's like, that's, that's a bad play for an evil corporation to do. I mean, Listen, I am not team ScarJo, but I'm also not team big capitalist mouse. So um, there's clearly a contract in place, but also like, I mean, wouldn't you want to sever the, like, I'm just thinking from Disney's perspective, okay? Wouldn't you want to sever the ties with one of your starting actors who you just killed off in the last movie? You finally give them their own movie for this character, Mm -hmm. okay? People, you, you keep pushing off this movie. People are pissed. You're already losing all this money. Mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to sever the ties as cleanly as possible and just stick to the contract as clearly as possible? Like this, like how they didn't think she was going to sue them is astounding to me considering what, what HBO max is dealing with, with all the Dune guys and all of the, everything that they're dealing with right now. And as time has come out, Disney's gone on the record and been like, oh yeah, we've renegotiated hundreds of new back-end contracts because of Disney+. And so like, you're doing this on purpose. Like, you're choosing to let yeah. it get to this point. You know she's going to react in a suit. So I just don't, it's it's very, as somebody who does nothing but like read tea leaves in Hollywood like all week long, that for Disney, which is the notorious micromanaging company to own all micromanaging companies, like nothing goes by without their 18 layers of approval to do this is just, mm-hmm. will, it makes no sense to me. Well, I mean, it's interesting too, because like they are now, they announced that they are not going to be doing any long multi-movie contracts for their stars, like the new ones that they're signing on, which on one hand, I think is smart. It just sounds like something that's made to be exploited. Like they're just going oh, to- Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh God. No, they would hate. I think what they're trying to do is avoid what Robert Downey Jr. did. I think, was it the second movie or whatever? But he said he wouldn't do the movie mm-hmm. unless they brought back the cast or like they were paid a certain amount. Like he he was like the reason that the, the Avenger actors got mm-hmm. a higher pay when they came back. Because they were like, okay, Robert Downey Jr. is the only one that people care about. And he was like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually been something in my mind too. It's like anytime the Avengers got in trouble or RDJ did that. And like, they all grouped together and it's like, ScarJo's under attack by this evil corporation. You haven't heard of pe- Mark Ruffalo. I love Mark Ruffalo. Can't keep his mouth shut about any, any, any justice or inequality going on in Hollywood. And you haven't heard a peep from anyone on ScarJo's side. It's the whole thing is just, I can't tell if people are just tired of like 
you know, super wealthy millionaires attacking super wealthy billionaires and people just don't care. But it does seem like for any actor in the industry, that'd be like an issue that a big corporation is just trying to screw them, which I know is shocking headline news anyway, but yeah. But I mean, it looks like from her and it was like, like we saw like Emma Stone almost went after Disney as well because Mm -hmm. Corella got released on Disney plus, which I said on your podcast, I was fairly certain it was going to be a bad movie. I surprisingly (laughs) enjoyed it. I will admit my failings. It's all right. We still have Clifford to come. That's what matters. That's what the main event is. Oh my God. I'm going to try and find a way I can organize like a bring your dog to view Clifford like screening. You know how people like bring their kids to go see screenings? No, we're going to do a dog screening. We're like pet owners. That's a good question. How are you? So if you are this attached to that dog now, how are you going to go to any movie ever? Is he just your cinema buddy? Oh yeah. So uh, hi, those of you listening, I have a dog now. (laughs) His name is Hermes. He's supposed to be an emotional support animal because I have anxiety. Mm -hmm. But so far- the only thing he's helping my anxiety with is that I can't worry about anything else because he keeps peeing on my carpet. So, I mean, it's working. I, I can't panic about. I'd argue that's a, that's a support dog doing his job. You're not thinking. Yeah. About I mean, I'm not worrying about other things. Um, so he, uh, we're going to start doing doggy daycare and figuring that out and doing mm. all of that and see if that'll help with him. I tried to go to the grocery store the other day for 15 minutes. And I kept checking my, uh, I have a security doorbell because I live alone in LA and my dad has anxiety of me living here. (laughs) He drives uh, by every once in a while and he's like, I'm a horrible father for letting you live out there. I'm like, I pay my my own bills. Like you really can't feel guilty. Don't you talk bad about that. You know, my goal in life is to be best friends with him. Don't talk badly about him in front of me. Oh God. You know? Oh, gosh. I mean, if you ever come to the West Coast, sure, I will set up a, a friend date with you and my dad. A hundred percent. Just me sitting across the table. Like, hey. <laughs> he, um, but yeah, no, with uh, with Hermes, I mean, he he's adorable, but I was checking my, my like security doorbell and I was like, okay, he's fine. Like he's in his face. He's got like, he's got a licky mat, which is like the thing that's like supposed to keep him calm or whatever. Yes. He's got food. He's got water. He's got everything. He's going to be fine. It's going to be 15 minutes. It's going to be fine. I kept checking the, the doorbell and I just kept hearing him whining and screeching. Oh no. Oh and no. And I heard the gate going. I was like, oh my God, he's moving like his kennel cage. Like he's moving it. I'm like, oh no. So I, I literally got to the store and I checked one more time. I'm like, okay, hopefully he calmed down. Sure enough. No, I, I turned around. I didn't even go inside. I am now on Instacart. You, you weren't even gone for a full trip. You couldn't, like, he no. was going crazy that badly, huh? Yeah. Well, also, it's, like, it's still fairly new. I've only had him for a little over a week now. So, I mean, he may still think that, like, he's going on another ride to go mm, to a new that's owner. True. Like, that's it true. could right. be that. Right. So, I mean, work in progress. It's all a learning curve. But anyway, celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, uh, Swell, that's like, as of most of our conversations go, I'm very afraid that's going to happen eight or nine more times. So I apologize. That is fine. Oh, my God. Like I said, there's no structure to this podcast. Who knows what it really is? I quite literally DM people and I'm like, hey, I have this podcast. Do you want to talk about this thing? And they're like, <laughs> yes. Okay. Like my last podcast, like I have a part two coming out today. We're we're recording this on the uh what's today's day 18. the 18th this episode is not coming out until next week but like i have a two-part episode coming out 
the second part of the Free Britney episode, mm-hmm. we didn't mean to record for two hours. That's just what <laughs> ended up happening. I don't think we're going to end up talking about this for two hours, but you know, celebrities and their shenanigans are just rampant. But anyway. <laughs> it goes very well with your podcast title too. I hope you call it Celebrity Shenanigans. Yeah. Celebrity Shenanigans. That's what we're doing. Hygiene shenanigans, money shenanigans, so much going on. But basically Emma Stone said that she was, cons- apparent. there was rumors that she was considering her options because Disney Plus released Cruella the same day as in theaters. I saw it in theaters, which I'm glad I did because I didn't have to pay for it. But (laughs) humble brag. Well, like also like, unless I'm missing something from these contract negotiations, are they not getting any of the payouts from Disney Plus? Is that what's happening? Are they only, do they only have a deal for theaters uh, tickets? The way I understand it, and I imagine the only people who know for sure are the teams for the actors and the lawyers at Disney, but the way I understand it from reading everything I can about it is that there it's typical like blockbuster talent contract that it's all back end escalators. It's all going to be based on like domestic, I think domestic ticket prices and the escalators are tied. There's going to be a ton of money that comes their way if they get past whatever mark domestically their movie does in box offices. But di- again, Disney knows that's their, that's what they gave these people because they have been in the process of renegotiating, like the entire, most of the cast of Mulan, uh, a lot of the cast of a couple other things that they released, they had to renegotiate those. See, I'm surprised they keep doing Disney Plus release because like, I know Mulan flopped, like box office wise and Disney Plus wise, they saw a lot of negative response and that was like their test And so the fact that they still move forward with Cruella, Mulan, um, was it Raya as well? They did Luca as well? Or was Luca just released? Luca, I think, was just for Disney Plus consumption anyway, which is a weird one because it was from Pixar. But, I mean, I know they released Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus, but, I mean, Artemis Fowl was a train wreck and a half. So I'm a criminal mastermind, says someone who has not done anything criminal the entirety of the movie. (laughs) I couldn't. You you actually sat, you plugged through that, right? I couldn't, based on everything. Oh, I, well, I never read the books. And so I was like, okay, cool, video. Because like, I do like doing reviews right. when I'm not familiar with the source material. Because I feel like then I can just actually review the movie. And it's not like there's no like personal attachment to Side the- question, is there a guest host on when you do that, yelling at you about you not reading the source material and how stupid you were in your upbringing? Or is that only on our show? I never insulted <laughs> your upbringing. Don't even try that. I'm joking, I, I'm joking. That was a leap you you made yourself. <laughs> you're right. You're you, right. And you said that you out took... in plain English. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> if I just you explained... find some shortcoming in yourself about what I just said, that's a you problem. <laughs> For those of you that are not understanding context, I went on their podcast to dis- to defend the Green Knight, specifically to explain the differences between the film and the changes in the original story to the film and all of that. Yes. And, uh, I touted my uh, my associate's English degree. Um, so yeah, fun fact, um, by the time this episode is out, my video review of The Great Night will be out. Oh, good, good. Super late. Yeah, because uh, I wanted to, uh, people kept DMing me like, where's the review? I'm like, I literally went on this podcast. And they were like, that's not the same. Well, you're right. No, like independent of that, I'm very excited to see what you have to say about it on your own because I still, I, I'm a mess with it. But that's the difference between an actual major and somebody who like majored in sports management for a living, you know, like just went to college as opposed to learn something, I guess. <laughs> and now you what? You like have like a law degree or what do you? <laughs> yeah, I'm a law. It's it's a whole. They made a mistake, I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
someone is letting me uh, tell people about law. <laughs> right. I'm just skating by until somebody tells me I shouldn't have been doing that the last 10 years. And then I'll stop eventually. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, basically Emma Stone, like any rumors of Emma Stone suing Disney and Disney Plus went out the window. And instead it was announced that she was, in fact, renewing and definitely locked in for Cruella 2. And people were like, oh, like they don't usually announce it like this. Like it was like a full, the announcement was like such a big deal that it like people had questions about it, which makes it seem like, okay, fine. She had to have gotten like a dumb amount of money, like a stupid amount of money. That's usually what fixes most of the problems in Hollywood, right? Like look at Daniel Craig. He kept saying he didn't want to come back for Bond. He wasn't going to come back. He wasn't going to come back. And they just kept backing up a Brinks truck and new one showed up in his driveway every day until he finally agreed. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, look, ideally it'd be nice if we that wasn't the, like we couldn't all be bought or like most of the people it seems like couldn't like be paid yeah. to. That it's the yeah. industry, right? I mean, you know better oh, than gosh. anyone out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, it's all do. I'm sure, like, someone's going to watch this and be like, is it, like, 5 p.m.? No, it's 9 a.m. my time. 9.30. And it's, like, overcast and windy. I hope it rains, frankly. We need it. Half of California is on fire right now. Um, not in my area, but Northern California is all on fire. So love that for us. Um, <laughs> climate change is real. Um, and billionaires are still trying to go to space. People are excited that I um, am a, well, sorry, excited is not the word. People are like, why is Amanda advocating for taxing the rich going to space? And it's like, well. <laughs> There's so, that seems to be such a common, like, no joke. So many content creators I see, not to totally derail the conversation once again, but there's so many content creators who are like talking about political and economic issues because there's become so intertwined in like our day to day. And I see so much of their audience like, oh, this is getting too political. And it's like, well, yeah, but also this is happening. Yeah, no, that was like, it was like with that was the start last year with COVID and everything where people were like, hey, we have to talk about COVID. Can you stop demonetizing us? Because it literally has like moved its way into every facet of life. I mean, I do like that my channel had become like a, uh, like, oh, I don't want to worry about the real world. Can we talk about uh, a pickup artist being shitty on TikTok? It's like, yeah, sure. Of course. Absolutely. But also like Black Lives Matter and we're not, (laughs) like we're we're being like, there's like, I think people forget that like when you watch someone's content or listen to someone's content, like you, you were seeing literally less than 10% of their personality and lives. And so, yeah, but also like, hi, we have one planet. I live here. That's not political. <laughs> I want to live. I'm sorry. I would like uh, Hermes, my son, to one day be able to uh, go outside and see trees. Okay. And he can't do that if they're all burned down. And uh, we have no atmosphere and the asteroids come and hit through our atmosphere because the uh, billionaires are still, they're trying to leave the planet. That should tell us something. You know, like the richest man, rather than trying to fix problems, <laughs> like, again, here's me getting Keep going. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just the choir in this church right now. I'll just sit by and like clap along and nod. Preach. Oh my God. It's just like, let's have a dick measuring contest going to space. Oh, don't worry about all the, uh, the chemicals we are flooding into the atmosphere in 15 seconds. Don't worry about that. Don't. And don't. then he has the gall to say, hey, Amazon workers who I literally don't take, let, take bathroom breaks. Unhinged, buddy. Thank you. (laughs) Unhinged. You guys paid for this. Unhinged. Psychopathic. That's insane. If I was working in, okay, listen, I am not advocating for violence. This is all hypothetically. (laughs) All the best sentences start that way, by the way. (laughs) I am a a YouTuber. I am not anything else. Okay. Um, If I was working in an Amazon 
warehouse at that time when I heard that, um, that it would be in ashes. Like it'd be done. <laughs> Sorry, you're not getting your package today. It is right. burned to the ground. <laughs> it, it is, it is absurd. And it's, it's, have you oh, found yeah. any pushback from your audience at all? Like have people said like you've bordered on too political or anything? Oh, all the time. Yeah. yeah. I have people who are like, you know, I, uh, I, so speaking of, uh, the pickup artist. I did an interview with him, like a live interview, and he knew what he was. I, watched, I think I don't mean to cut you off, but like the reason I'm so curious about you yeah. is like I I know about you. We asked you on in the first place because I'm a fan of yours. Like you were, you. like many people, I was. You were under my suggested on YouTube, and I clicked on you, and I was like, holy shit, this girl's like <laughs> hilarious and insightful and and good at what she does and discusses important shit. So I I oh, am keep curious. going. I it's fine. Keep going. Keep going. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> The other problem is that there's two people with massive egos on this call right now that the world's not going to be big enough to pick their heads up. So yeah, but no, that's why I am curious. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's just like, I, sometimes I get like emails and it's like, they're like, I don't always agree with your political points or whatever, but like, I felt like you really went at Russell Hartley and you were just doing like a bait and switch and all this stuff. And it's like, he knew what he was like him and I had like a full hour long. So basically so Russell Hartley. were going at him too hard. Yeah. And it's like he, but he was like avoiding every single question that I could give him. Like the interview is still up on my channel. I stand by how that went, you know, and like the context <laughs> of that interview of you having him on is like, Hey, this guy's guy's a dick. Like, yeah, he no, like- he, and like, he like low key threatened to sue me um, oh, really? <laughs> before agreeing to come on that. He asked that I change the title of my video. He didn't ask me to take it down. He just asked that I change the title in order for him to not sue me. And I talked to uh, my dad's girlfriend who also has passed the bar and also teaches people how to pass the bar and like <laughs> all of that. And I was like, hi, could he sue me? And she was like, yeah, he could sue you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Changing the title. (laughs) Um, But he came on and some people were just like, it was like emotionally exhausting. Like I had to go outside and touch grass after that interview because it was like (laughs) draining being on a call with him. But yeah, no, I get, so I got like a really long winded email after that one. I didn't even bother replying, but like I get a lot of comments here and there. Like you're complaining so much, fix your teeth. And it's like, I don't know how to fix my teeth. Yeah. Um, someone, uh, (laughs) super off topic, but someone I say, does that make sense? Because I talk in circles and I over explain and under explain things. So when I say, does that make sense? I'm literally checking in, like, am I making sense? Right. Not, but like some people think I do it condescending. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, that's what they think I'm doing. And some, that should be a character you play. Yes. You should do that from now on in videos. The full Valley girl. Like, does that make sense (laughs) to you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. For some reason, people think I'm Canadian, super off topic, but some people think I'm Canadian for some reason. And I just, I've seen that and I don't buy it. You don't buy that I'm Canadian. Okay. I don't buy it. I can't see that. Yeah. Well, that's right. That'd be evidence number one <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but no i don't i don't get canadian i i i like when people complain on the internet well first of all taking with enough context i like when people complain on the internet in general because we're just living in this like ridiculous meta headspace but i also like when people complain on the internet about like things that it's like what, what do you want me somebody bitched at us in our itunes uh reviews being like that one host is so loud i'm like Bro, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, this is just, li- it's like the Dave Chappelle, Samuel Jackson beers. This is just how I talk. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't know what you <laughs> want me to do about it. 
I've tried lowering volumes. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Okay. We got to try and swindle our way back into the shenanigan. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, Hollywood actors are suing their distributors. I still want to know what happens with Dune, genuinely. Like, because I don't think Warner Brothers can keep paying out their actors for all this stuff, you know? Like, I think they're just paying. What do you you mean by that? Maybe I'm not up to Well, so not with Dune. Okay. So, so they paid out Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot. And I know they were part of the, I think they were the only ones who really had leverage going into the HBO Max release because they were the only ones that I think got heads up of what was happening because they both, they were given their chunks of money. And Mm -hmm. they both had deals like, oh, if we gross over a billion, then we get X, Y, and Z from the box office. And because Wonder Woman, the first one, did so well, they probably would have hit that if there weren't a pandemic. You know, like things would have definitely been different. Yeah. So they got warning. And then who was it? I think Denzel Washington was the other one first that got a payout. I didn't realize that. I knew about the Patty Jenkins. I didn't know the Denzel one. For for the little things, they paid him out too for a bump. Yeah, they paid him out. Um, and then there was some, I think someone else they wanted to pay out as well, or they did. And it was just one of those things where it was like, they can't keep doing this. I think they stopped announcing it. Like they tried to keep mm. it as quiet as possible because like, then every actor is like, oh, cool. They're going to pay me if I just like <laughs> cause any sort of a stink, you know? It's a good position to be in, I guess, but... So I think going forward, there's going to be a new normal in Hollywood. And I talked about this a little bit on our show. It's like, and it started already. Uh, if you read some of the stuff the agents say, Defense of Scarjo specifically, all that's going to happen from now on is that there's going to be new language dealing with backends having to do with streaming. The reason that it didn't happen yet, in Scarjo's case, it actually did. Their, her attorneys went to Disney and they showed the memo they sent Disney. They went to Disney early and said, look, if Disney Plus is going to take Black Widow at any point, we're going to have to renegotiate before this movie comes out. And they have Disney on the record saying, oh yeah, no, we know we're going to have to renegotiate. So again, Disney knew. Disney purposely is trying to screw Scarjo for whatever reason. Well, also but- it's like, with SAG after and everything, like it already is like, if you do a streaming deal, like you're kind of screwed. Like if one of the examples I use, let me pull up her name so I don't get it wrong. Um, she okay. was on Orange is the New Black. Okay, Kamiko Glenn. She played Brooke Soso. She mm-hmm. did a TikTok showing like um, one of her SAG after checks. Okay. And she was showing like all of the uh, different appearances she did on all the different episodes of Orange is the New Black and all of that. And she was like, I'm going to be so rich. And then it ended up being like, for like 15 episodes for that one check. And meanwhile, there was another guy who I think played one of the dudes on an episode of Victorious when like Tori and Jade or whatever, like it's a whole Nickelodeon episode. It's like one of their big things or whatever, but he's on one episode from one episode residual checks. Now this episode aired in like what, 2015 or something, $500 for that one episode. But it's like, but that's because the SAG-AFTRA defines streaming as new media, essentially. Mm. And so there's all this, like the the payouts are just way different where considering how we are definitely moving towards a more streaming world, even though I love movies, I love TV, like all of that. But like, there needs to be better compensation, I think. And don't even get me started on compensation for video games because that's a whole other thing yeah, right. that's completely separate. I I do think that day of reckoning is coming. I still think we're kind of, even though Netflix has been around in its form for, 
I don't know, the better part of a decade now, I think, thinking back, maybe even longer. But it still is a new form of media. I mean, look at the biggest studios going on right now. They still don't know what the hell they're doing with day and date streaming as it is. They know that they have this thing, this new toy that can bring them a lot of money, but they don't know how to best capitalize it. And if a billion dollar corporation doesn't know how to best capitalize something yet, they can't be capitalized yet. It's too soon because that's all they spend their R&D or at least the majority of their R&D doing. So. I, I, it is, you know, not in the contractual sense, but in the colloquial sense, it is still new media in and of itself. So that mm. means there's a whole new, there's a whole fertile legal background to do it with. Like, I mean, think about the internet. You're too young because you're make me feel very old. But the internet back in its like infantile days. For the record, I mean, I'm 23. <laughs> you might as well be four saying that to me. <laughs> back in like 95. Do you want to 90- say how old you are then? So people have context. <laughs> I'm, th- I'm 34. I'm 34. And I break Amanda's <laughs> chops all the times about how much younger she is than me because I'm an old man. But uh, the internet back in like 95, 96 was like the wild west. Like there was no regulations whatsoever. And it, we're still putting regulations on that now in 2021. still trying to fine tune it this is kind of the same idea in that it's new still new enough where it can be manipulated and exploited for legal or financial gain and if something can be it's going to be by corporations and i'm sorry if that's too political but that's the reality of america how you've met me right i don't care if it's true i'm apologizing to you more your audience not you yeah i know you and i I are on the same team i mean the the swell shenanigans audience is so let's see it's very uh i think i have like an average of like a hundred listeners on like, oh, like nice. individuals. Yeah, pretty good start for yeah, this will be absolutely. the fifth episode of the podcast, you know. But back on a non-political topic. Um, well, actually, no, I'm making this political. Celebrities bathing habits. We're making this political because <laughs> I'm so grossed out. Who started this? Because it wasn't, people want to say it was Jake Gyllenhaal. I think it was Kristen Bell talking about how she doesn't bathe her children until they smell. Excuse me? Like, okay, sure. If you want to wait until you smell. One, ew. Two, that's your prerogative. (laughs) But your children, your children, please bathe your children. Like, I'm sorry, bath time. I've watched this dog, my dog alone, so many times. Is that because he keeps rolling in pee? Yes. But he also, (laughs) I want him to be clean, okay? (laughs) You're a good mother too, not just the pee thing. (laughs) Um. I tell you the biggest thing they have going against them is that these celebrities that are doing it are so damn likable too. Like, I don't want to dislike Jake Gyllenhaal for any reason or Kristen Bell or Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. But well, stop. like I do think a lot of them are like very talented actors, which of is course. great. But like the problem with celebrities these days, like I, I my bathing habits, if someone found out about how I bathe, like I'm a social media person, half of my personality is on the internet. Okay. Mm -hmm. It would make sense for them to know, Hey, Amanda showers like a dumb amount of times a week because she doesn't like to smell. Okay. Like she likes being clean. Okay. I I have body wash. I have loofahs. I have washcloths. I clean myself. Okay. Mm -hmm. None of this. Oh, I don't have to wash my legs because the water runs down. No, we scrub every inch of my body. Okay. So you don't, you don't prescribe to the Taylor Swift. Oh, I shave my legs in the shower and that's soap and cleaning them. Isn't it? That's what she said. I think on Ellen. You're lying. She did not say that. Please don't do that to me. I I just watched it before I came on. I came from Taylor Swift (laughs) (laughs) washing legs. Oh, that's going to pop up some Swift laundry. She only washes her legs when she shaves. Oh, my God. Shaving cream is like soap. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Taylor Swift, you are on my celebrity shit list now. I'm sorry. I, You know what? I took you off of it. I, I, I dealt with my internalized misogyny, Taylor. Okay? And I acknowledge that though Reputation was a bad album, you make good music. Wow. Okay? And... <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. And you know what? I, I, I've learned and I've dealt with that. But now that I know that you don't actually wash your legs, you have, that's so much real estate of your body. That's <laughs> <laughs> There's rumors that she insured her legs for 40 grand, but she won't wash them. Excuse me. <laughs> I, first of all, that's an amazing thing that like, that's been going on. Like JLo insured her butt. I remember like back in the early two thousands when like she was the, the sex symbol, not to say she's not still, but like when she mm. did the, the dress thing at the Oscars, I remember there was a story. She insured her butt for like a million dollars. So the fact that. Are you and Ben Affleck going to like duel for her, for her honor, for her butt? Is that what's going to happen? I think we got to get A-Rod in there too. We could have a nice little uh, triple threat match, but yeah, I think that's. that's... It's so, th- that, that <laughs> JLo has such a hold. <laughs> On my timeline right now. And what was one of her other exes was like throwback Thursday. He was like, fine, I'll throw my hat in there too. Yeah, man. <laughs> I know. Like, Diddy, okay. Diddy posted something about it, I think, on uh, Instagram too when it was popping off. Like, Yeah, it was like. <laughs> she's magic. <laughs> Incredible. But yeah. But the fact, the I, fact that we live in a society where people can do that is really just top-notch stuff. I think that's mm-hmm. very important. Um, yeah. I don't understand the lack of bathing thing, period. I, there I, are certain people who look like they don't bathe, okay? Robert Pattinson has a vibe of, like, not bathing. And I think he has spoken about his bathing habits now that I think about it. Robert I was going to come to you and ask you, like, if you had to, if you were, who would you be most hurt by hearing they don't bathe? Okay, some, okay, I also do shower. <laughs> <laughs> this is from 2020. This is from EW. Robert Pattinson is bathing now. Breaking news. Robert Pattinson admits to lazy hygiene habits. Okay, this is 2009. I really don't see the point in washing your hair. Twilight star who is accused of smelling bad says. That's like the guy there, there's, Twilights would say, yeah. There are some celebrities who I know are like really into new age health and like essential oils and stuff. Like I think it was, um, gosh, what's her name? Gwyneth um, is the one that comes to mind. No, um, younger. Oh, uh, Shailene Woodley. She, okay. years ago, I remember reading articles about how um, there were designers who didn't want to loan her dresses for red carpets because she used all these essential oils and it made the dresses smell bad. <laughs> like, oh, I like did not it know was, that. Yeah, it was things like, it was like that though, but that's not like a hygiene thing. That's just like, oh, certain essential oils are like really right. potent. And like right. a lot of them, like oils stain, like that's a thing. So yeah, <laughs> that's one thing. But yeah, no, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, I don't know. She, I still don't know what she believes in that she actually, like what she touts that she actually believes in. Let me say it that way. Cause I do think that she has co-opted the, uh, the goop wellness brand, all of that, um, <sighs> because it makes her money. Yes. Um, I don't know how much of it she actually believes in or like puts into practice for herself. God, who's someone interesting. So you think she's like a closet bathing? Oh, oh, I think she, like, I was thinking this morning, I think she bays. I just think that like, I don't know how much of the stuff, like, do I think she's shoving a jade egg up her vagina? I don't really <laughs> think so. I do think she's steaming her vagina because that's something that she talks about far too, like the thing things that she routinely talks about like Mm -hmm. consistently like you can count like more than three times that she's like touted I think those are real the things where she like brings it up in passing no do I think she has psychic vampire spray that she sprays around her house no I'm gonna disagree with the last part I think that's you think she sprays psychic (laughs) vampire spray around her apartment I just like to think her her apartment I'm sorry I just pictured Gwyneth Paltrow living in an apartment she's got a studio (laughs) in Culver City that she's really just scraping by to keep Oh my gosh. Yeah, her sorry, her mega mansions, her multiple houses. <laughs> I just like to think her and I have something in common. That's why I want to believe she sprays the vampire spray. I was thinking this morning. Are we not gonna- 
Uh, that was a joke. <laughs> um, if But if she came out and was like, oh, I don't shower, if she hopped on this trend, I think she'd be is who I would be least surprised by. So maybe I'm buying in to the group. I don't want her to because then I know like every middle-aged white woman will also never bathe again mm. because like, well, Gwyneth Pal- <laughs> like I, I'm more mm. of like, I think we don't think of them as like influencers, but like the amount of culture, like control over culture and like, current habits in general like if the kardashians said tomorrow oh yeah no i don't bathe except for like once in the blue moon on like yeah. a thursday at yeah. 2 p.m then like that would start happening you know like it's if the kardashians can get people to work out twice a day no <laughs> like it was like i don't trust them you know no They're, they too are magical so on the list of people in hollywood who we know have some kind of mystic powers right now it's j-lo and the entire kardashian clan yeah yeah okay. all right 100 um, but you know, with Jake Gyllenhaal, he's one of those dudes where I'd be like, yeah, he doesn't shower. Like, I'm not surprised. I'm disgusted, but like, I'm not surprised. Sure. <laughs> also, like, what's the limit here for like non-showering? What do we, what do we mean by like not showering? Cause well, he straight go- up says he straight up said, okay, I'm pulling up his quote. Okay. Cause I think he straight up said bad breath gets you nowhere. So he brushes his teeth. That's but mighty he's- white of him to do. <laughs> Thank you. Jake. Oh gosh. <laughs> Who also, gosh, there was a uh, Becca M from The Bachelor. Okay. She's like one of their big people. She admits that she doesn't use toothpaste and hasn't used it in years. And that's very that's, uncomfortable to me. Um, that's almost, is that grosser than not showering? Let's see. Hang on. Jake Gyllenhaal hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't bathe regularly. How often should you get clean? This is from Newsweek. More and more, I find bathing to be less necessary. I do also think there's a whole world of not bathing that is also really helpful for skin maintenance, and we naturally clean ourselves. He's joined the likes of Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, who also admitted to not always showering once a day. Okay, when I had children, I also didn't wash once a day. I think this is Kunis. I wasn't that parent that bathed my newborns ever. That's gross. (laughs) That's like child endangerment. I'm, yeah, huh. If you can see dirt on them, otherwise there is no point. Excuse me? I know they did a, did you see the TikTok they did? Oh yeah, of them jokingly bathing their children. Yes, yes. And that's why I was, I came in and I was like, it sucks that they're so damn likable because I saw that and I was like, oh, you guys. It's like, no, wait a minute. (laughs) Bathe your kids. The only other celebrity that I can think of that I would be like genuinely upset if they didn't bathe would be like, Dakota Johnson, but like, I think she showers regularly. I think she, she looks like a bubble bath type of person. She looks like a bubble bath type of person. Hmm. I don't disagree. The only other person I think I would be like genuinely upset would be like Zendaya, but like, I don't doubt that she bathes regularly. Like, I don't, like, I, like even me voicing that fear, like I'm afraid to put that out and like insult her because I know that she, I, I trust her, you know, I trust Zendaya to be clean you know like i trust zendaya 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 strikes me as a shower dakota johnson i could if she came out and was like hey i don't bathe you would believe that i i could i it wouldn't be the most shocked person for me is is what i'm saying i can see her the end of the swell shenanigans podcast (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know i didn't know she was held in that high of regard for you with her bathing habits or assume. Oh, if habits. she wanted to leave, is, isn't she engaged? If she wanted to, I was like disappointed. Dakota Johnson engaged. Let's see. I think she's engaged right now. Oh yeah. Chris Martin, Hearn. Chris Martin, Coldplay Chris Martin? Yeah. 
they're dating. Wow. Talk they about were. So she's. Oh, no. Wrong person. He's married to. Wait. Spouse Gwyneth Paltrow. Who? Chris are very easy going and always seem really happy. Yeah. Together. I was going to say, isn't isn't Chris Martin Gwyneth Paltrow's ex? Or do they, are they still together? No, I think they're separated. Okay. Are they? It also says something about this moment in culture that we're more up to date on celebrities bathing habits than we are celebrity relationships at this point. Especially for two pop culture junkies. Honestly, I love that uh, new development in <laughs> <laughs> just not not caring who the people are dating right now. Oh yeah, I, I really don't give two shits. I mean, unless mm. there's like a sex dungeon involved and like something toward is going to come out. Like, mm. if anyone's secretly into women, like I would love to hear about that. Secretly into dudes, like yeah, like yeah. I'd be very interested in hearing about that. Or like someone has like a sex dungeon, or like oh they moonlight as like into uh, as a like they moonlight at furry clubs. Like I would love that. <laughs> I would love learning about like celebrity kinks. But that's really it. I don't care about relationship status really, unless they're like interested in dating me. That's really the only <laughs> time I would care. Um, also very appropriate that our conversation here went from what celebrities are bathing to what celebrities have furry kinks. I think that was a matter of time too. That yeah. Got there. Oh my God. Well, like I, my favorite joke. Okay. So I went on a deep dive once because there's always this rumor that Chris Evans has a sex dungeon that he spent like $500,000 on. That's not, that's fact. I feel like he would. Yeah, that's fact. That's a Captain America thing to do. See, the thing is, is that it's not that Chris Evans. There is a UK Chris Evans who's a radio host. He is the one with the sex dungeon. So it's not even like the, it's not the same Chris Evans. Because <laughs> I did a deep dive, okay? I deep dove into, listen, if Chris Evans would like to invite me to a sex dungeon right. so we can prove this is fact or fake, 100% we will do right. a full Swell Shenanigans podcast from the Chris Evans dungeon, okay? A hundred percent. And for what it's worth, I'm totally straight, but I, he can invite me too, just if he wants to. Yeah. Oh, are you one of the straight guys? So I'm learning through TikTok. I didn't realize TikTok could tell me about what men, straight men, would like go for. Um, but apparently Ryan Reynolds has a hold on the straight men of TikTok. What are your thoughts? Well, one, I appreciate you swinging this on me with no preface whatsoever. Of course. Two. <laughs> uh, I, I am I, always is, looking for a shenanigan. This is a new development that I'm not aware of. So Ryan, Ryan uh, oh, I think I know what TikTok you're referring to. Okay. Okay. Oh, no, I it's not one. This is a genre. Yeah. This is yeah. a genre. Yeah, I've seen it. It's like, uh, if only they knew what like straight guys obsess over or something. And it's like a picture. Yeah, it's, and it's like all these girls and then yeah. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd like to say it's accurate for one. He's a gorgeous man. And uh, okay. I think it's just like we all just want to hang out with so him. So if Ryan, so, okay, listen, Ryan slides into your DMs. Okay, <laughs> he slides into your DMs. Yeah. And he says, look, things with Blake just really, really aren't working out. Okay, I know uh, I have kids yeah. with her, but like, you know, Mike, Mike, I want to be with you. Yeah. Me, Ryan Reynolds, I want to be with you, Mike. Mike one of the Mike, Mike right. and Oscar podcast. Right. When can I fly you out? Like what, how would you respond? Give him a hug. This is a very serious question. Hey, hey, hey. I don't think you're taking this seriously. I really don't think you're taking this as seriously as I need you to. I'm asking you if Ryan Reynolds pulled up on a Razor scooter with a ring pop and said, hey, Mike, I need you to give me an answer right now. Would you let me put a ring on it? What would you do? I mean, how do you say no? Right. Isn't that the the exact answer? Like, what do you like? You know, we could figure out the logistics of what will happen later on. But just to have the story to tell you end this podcast asking people for their most ridiculous shenanigans story that they've been in. 
that would put me in the Hall of Fame, wouldn't it? You having a tour affair with Ryan, if you having a tour affair with Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, absolutely. If I was like, hey, Swell, by the way, by the way, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds came to propose to me in marriage on a scooter with a ring pop. Have any of your guests beat that story? And I just dropped the mic. I win this podcast, don't I? <laughs> you would win. I would have to get you like a championship swell belt or something. Like I would have to. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, celebrities are not bathing. Um, and meanwhile, then that's led to um, The Rock, I think specifically is the one that people were like, hey, this is weirder than not bathing. He bathes like three times a day or something. I don't think that's weird. To me, that's not weird at all. And it's not He just works out so like, much exactly. though. So that makes sense to me. He's Hercules. Yeah. Literally, he's a he's a god. He probably yeah. needs three showers just to get his enough water over everything he's got. Good God! By the way, same answer to the Rock if he came I up know, on a scooter. I know, I know you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're talking about muscle mass, but when mm. you said enough water to get over everything, yeah. I immediately thought about his dick. <laughs> no, I was talking about dick size for that sentence. You're on the same page. <laughs> I was in and out between muscle mass, dick size, muscle. Yeah. It's, uh... Oh my God. Okay. So I think we've covered, oh gosh, I'm like hyperventilating. <laughs> I'm just happy to help. I'm happy to participate. Oh my gosh. What do you think the rock calls his dick? He can't call it the rock. So what do you think he calls it? Do you think he calls himself the rock in bed? And then he refers to his dick as his Johnson. Like I'm the rock and this is my Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel like that'd be a joke that would land with anyone he's with, man, woman. Yeah, but then I think you, I, I like, I don't think you can have. Can you have sex after that because you're laughing so hard? Mm. Like, I do you want to meet my Dwayne Johnson? Like, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> These are the important questions. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, it's a good point. Okay. How do you transition from the laughter? Yeah. Okay. Done. Done. Hyperventilating. So, um, for those of you who don't know, this podcast is uh, released through Anchor, and uh, Anchor gives you an option to send in voice messages, and you can send in your own swell shenanigans for me and my guest to discuss or make fun of you with. Depends. But today we have one voice message from Amanda Hardman. Okay, are you ready? The title yes. of this is "I got into a fight with a dude with a PhD about birds aren't real." I kind of want to do a whole podcast like episode about birds. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing a whole episode about birds aren't real, but like that might be a swell entertainment video. Who knows? Mm. But yeah, I'm going to hit play. Let's go. Hi, Amanda. Uh, my name is also Amanda. For my shenanigan, this happened, oh, it got it started oh, about three years ago uh, when I found out about the birds aren't real movement. Uh, I tweeted something like, birds aren't real, uh, the government's spying on you. Just make sure you know that information because, you know, you never know. Uh, and I put hashtag birds aren't real on it. So someone must have been looking through the hashtag, trying to convince everyone that used it that they were indeed wrong and taking everything, like, super seriously. So he replied to my tweet and said, well, how do you think the peasants lived, like, way back when in, like, France when all they ate were birds? I said, something along the lines of yeah they're just paid off by the government weren't real he didn't <laughs> like that and then uh 28 screenshots of conversation later he's still trying to convince me that birds are indeed are real and i am wrong it turns out he has a phd which makes it so much funnier and ever since i've been going on with my my birds aren't real propaganda because we all know birds aren't real they're robots <laughs> so that's where i'm at <laughs> amanda Thank you. 
<laughs> this so wait, sounds okay. very much like every conversation you and I have ever had has evolved into, by the way. Oh, yeah, because it's just like her doubling down. Amanda's yeah, exactly. all have this impeccable way of arguing <laughs> where we just all know that the best way, sometimes you just need to stick with your gut and be like, yeah, no, birds aren't real. <laughs> And like, just like needle, just like, mm. that's just all it takes. But also like, is it mansplaining if the guy has a PhD? Like when I want to know what the PhD is in, but also like, is it just lecturing at that point? Is it no longer mansplaining? Right. Is he, is he, first of all, is he an actual authority? Second of all. Yeah. Is he like, is he like an ornithologist? Like, do, is, does he have a PhD in birds? Like, is that what's happening? Did he just watch a lot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and he's just really obsessed with Charlie Day's bird law? Yeah. yeah. Or is this like a, a PhD in like underwater basket weaving? <laughs> like, I need to know. <laughs> the illustrious career. I just appreciate the level of petty both sides had to get to, to for it to get to this point in the voicemail. Oh yeah. He was like going, like clearly he saw, he right. saw one tweet that said birds mm-hmm. aren't real. Mm-hmm. And then was like, Oh no, I'm arguing with 400 people on this hashtag today. Right. Cause like, I'm, this is a couple of years ago. So I'm thinking this is before the birds aren't real movement really took off. You know, like there's, right. there's a van like going around to do rallies for birds aren't real. Okay. And frankly, I am this close to tracking it down and interviewing them for a video and this podcast. Okay. 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 Country is so, going perfectly, by the way. Keep going. Oh yeah, incredible. <laughs> yeah, we're out of we're out of ICU. Celebrity beds. bathing habits are top line news for a lot of news outlets right now. Oh right my now. god! Mm-hmm. And half of California is on fire. Yeah, Love that for great. us. No notes. Yeah. Zero notes on America. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, the alien. This is why the aliens don't come. They're like, you guys are doing great. The <laughs> I respect that she wasn't just like, hey man, it's a joke. Like she was like, no, birds oh, are yeah. real. No, they're go robots. right back at it. And do we have proof? this guy's an actual like person like this i wish she i want to know the profile because it could have just been some guy who was like i'm sick of people talking shit about birds went on twitter saw one comment was like fuck this they'll listen to a doctor yeah does he have birds is he does he look at his bird and be like you're real right you're, you're real buddy buddy you're you love me you're real like For some that, reason, is that the what idea it is of it being mike tyson just popped him up because he's got a big pigeon fetish and he owns a lot of them and that just like he made a fake Twitter account just called. There are certain things now. I don't. I oh, never thought I would learn. There are certain <laughs> things I would never thought I would learn. Yeah. But now I know that Mike Tyson loves pigeons. Yeah, I don't remember if it's doves or pigeons, but yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it's one of those. I, I uh, am I wrong, or did she say she like went back years later to this guy? Or did I miss? I don't think so. No, I think this was a couple of years ago, and she was okay. just like, I'm still trying to spread the birds aren't real knowledge. You know, like it's the. The birds were replaced by the bourgeoisie, you know, the mm. birds were for the bourgeoisie. That's, that's what, you know, that's Reagan fact. killed sounds... all the pigeons and yeah. they were replaced for surveillance. You know, the birds were for the bourgeoisie. That is the crux of the birds aren't real movement. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. In the 14 seconds I've thought about that though. That sounds realistic. That's fact. I'll accept that as fact. Yeah. 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 You know, that, that sounds right. You yeah. know. She shouldn't give up this fight. I don't think. I think she should go right back at him. Yeah. Birds aren't real. So I think I've given you enough warning. I've given you enough time. We're coming up yeah, on, Jesus we're past Christ. 50 minutes on this podcast. I'm so scared, Mike, to be honest. Go ahead. what is your shenanigan? This can be Actually, quite literally anything. This can be scammy behavior. This could be a lie you told. This could be a, a, shen- a joke you pulled. It could be literally anything. If you, if you do have knowledge of Ryan Reynolds proposing to you with a ring pop, obviously share know, that. But like, it literally can be anything. Think of how I could do something that would even come close to that. You're uh, 
You said you you had uh, the only thing I can think of, and it's because right now, and it's because you put this in my brain with uh, some of the other guests that you've had on. I also have a seagull story, but I don't know if that would be repetitive or not. And it's I don't know that it could. Out- I mean, we're we're already talking about birds, so I mean, if you yeah. want to have a share a seagull story, absolutely go for it. So I used to vacation uh, up in Maine with my family every year, and there was this restaurant. It was like a clam bake. It was like this big open restaurant, and part of the like appeal of it is that kids would like take their extra fries and shit and they'd go out the back door and the back door there'd be a couple seagulls and they'd just Uh dump their fries and seagulls would come and it'd be like you know it was fun for the kids literally children were doing this and i was like i think 14 at the time and so i got up and i like i went to the door with a couple fries in my hand and i opened the door and i threw it out there and a couple seagulls and i went back to my table and somebody else had finished and they were like, you want to go throw fries again? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go and I go back to the door and where there was like seven seagulls to start, there was honest to God, a pack of 75 seagulls that are hungry and angry had gathered and were all calling at the door at the same time. And it's a big glass door. So they see me coming. The same guy that just fed these seven is coming with a plate full of fries, not enough for 75 angry, hungry seagulls. And so I opened the door and it was like I was in a Hitchcock film for a second. There was just birds yelling and flying everywhere. I opened the door just as far as my arm could get out. I threw the and I just ran in a terror back through the restaurant. So that's the story of how 14 year old Mike ended up almost getting attacked by a group of seagulls. I know there are people that listen to me, follow me, whatever, who are artistically gifted. I need you to draw (laughs) this image of Mike backed up against the back door of a restaurant. And then like a horde. Okay, so you know like the uh, never mind. I'll find someone like you meme where it's like one gummy bear and then a zillion gummy bears. That but seagulls looking for this little boy who is holding just a, a clutching a handful of fries as if it will protect him from this his, Hitchcock esque horde of seagulls. That's what I need. Okay, the birds work for the bourgeoisie, and apparently they like French fries. Okay. That's what I need from you. So that's really going to be it. Mike, do you want to shout out you and Mike's stuff real quick before I do my sign off? Sure. Uh, Thank you once again, buddy, for having me on. This was a lot of fun. And it went exactly in the areas I thought it would when you and I would have a conversation. You thought I was going to ask you about Ryan Reynolds and, uh, you know, we were going to talk about- And the Rock's penis? Yes, I would have lost money if you didn't, actually. (laughs) I just go into every conversation assuming those two things are coming up. I'd like to say we're less ridiculous on MMO, but we're really not. Uh, Me and my partner, also Mike, you can find us. We do all sorts of movie reviews. We're an Oscars-centric and awards uh, podcast. We we started because we're a couple, like, film nerds that were stuck in these, like, athletic upbringings. So we try to bring, like, talk radio to the film side. Uh, You can find us anywhere you hear podcasts, Mike, Mike, and Oscar. We're at Oscar on Twitter a lot, where uh, Amanda and us will go back and harass each other over quite mundane things that lead to very angry movie reviews on a microphone, much like this conversation was. So that's where you can find us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and uh, once again, um, if you guys want to send in your shenanigans or what I would like to start doing is uh, tweeting out when I am about to record with a guest so you can send in uh, shenanigans related to the topic that topics that we are covering that day. That'll be uh, through Anchor. Again, small shenanigans you can find everywhere you can find a podcast. New episodes every Wednesday. Be sure that if you want more from me, Swell, you could go check out my channel, Swell Entertainment, and all of our social media will be linked down below. And that's going to be it. And I don't have an ending for these podcasts yet. So, bye. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect ending. <laughs>